It's not, again, just Joe Biden. It's an entire movement of people and uh, Congress people who think this way. Well, thank goodness we don't live in an autocratic nation where a chief executive can say to private organizations, do what I say and do it now. <laughs> or do we? Hi, I'm Scott Ott with Bill Whittle and Stephen Green. This episode of Right Angle is brought to you by the members of BillWhittle.com who sustain us with their dollars. And we would ask that you would also do the same. But if you are a little bit skeptical, why don't you just start with like a thumbs up on the video or click the notification bell or something like that. And this is kind of like crack on the playground. Eventually, you're going to be hooked. And we're grateful <laughs> for that. Uh, gentlemen, there uh, there was a little dust up between um, Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos and uh, President uh, Joseph Biden that got a lot of attention in the media. And I'm going to recount that briefly, but only as a jumping off point for a, a deeper discussion about what I think is fundamentally wrong with the approach, not just of the president, uh, but of a lot of people in the way they look at our current um, situation with inflation. So here's the, here's the Biden tweet that went out on uh, this past Saturday. My message to the companies running gas stations and setting prices at the pump is simple. This is a time of war and global peril. Bring down the price you are charging at the pump to reflect the cost you're paying for the product and do it now. Boy, that's a good thing Joe Biden's president and not somebody else who would be accused of being some sort of dictator. Anyway, uh, Jeff Bezos responds on Twitter by saying, ouch, inflation is far too important a problem for the White House to keep making statements like this. It's either straight ahead misdirection, meaning lies, or a deep misunderstanding of basic market dynamics. Uh, the White House insists that it was not misdirection and uh, or, or misunderstanding, uh, but the Wall Street Journal had a very helpful little column, which I hope the president's people had a chance to read and maybe summarize it in a sentence and pass it on to the president, explaining the economics of the gasoline business. Um, and far from it being some a few large gas companies controlling all of the distribution channels at, at the pump end where we get the fuel, in fact, about 60% of the nation's gas stations are mom and pop shops, usually just one gas station per mom and pop. Um, uh, only 5% of them are actually owned by big refiners or big oil companies as we would associate them. And the rest are kind of a mix uh, with the biggest other chunk probably being places like Walmart where they have gas pumps as well. Um, the margins in the gasoline business are so thin these days because of cost of distribution, because of government taxes, because of the cost of credit card uh, of using credit cards to purchase gasoline since almost nobody carries cash anymore and the gas station has to cover the cost of the fee that the credit card company charges. The margins are so thin that we've lost something like 30% of the nation's gas stations. Uh, ownership has either just stopped or, or uh, been transferred to somebody else because of this, because it's so hard to make money in the gas business. The only ones who are really being effective doing it are those who can get people to stop for fuel, Stephen Green, and buy food, cigarettes, beer, lottery tickets. That's where the money is, similar to the fact that in the movie business, the money is in the concession stand, not in the showing of movies. Movies are just a way to get you to sit still and eat and drink. Uh, Stephen Green, I don't know if there's a way at this point in his career to convince the president otherwise, but do you think there's an effective way to communicate to the American public the fact that it's not big oil that's controlling the price at the pump? 
Uh, you know, I think what was going on at the White House here, the, the Joe Biden did not tweet anything. Um, let's. <laughs> there, in fact, there there was some discussion uh, earlier this week, Monday and Tuesday of this week, over just who in the White House uh, actually wrote that tweet. Was it uh, the shadow president, Ron Klain? Was it uh, some low-level intern, which I think is what they said at the Wall Street Journal uh, when the Wall Street Journal was promo- promoing their thing? Uh, so we don't actually know who sent out this tweet, but I will tell you what I think the thinking behind it was. Um, it will play well to the base. And sure, and by the way, the, the Democratic base are economic illiterates. I can say this because if they were economically literate, they would not be Democrats. That's just, that's a natural law. Um, but they were thinking, yes, we're going to piss off all of these small business people who, uh, who own these gas stations, but small business people vote Republican, so F them. That was the thinking mm. at the White House. Play to the base. Who cares if you piss off small business owners? Not our constituency. Our constituency consists of dummies. Um, but inflation, okay, there, there are two ways you can get over inflation. And it's usually a combination of the two. Either get your productivity up to match the increase of, of money, money, the increase of money supply being the root of inflation, or you suck the excess liquidity out of the economy. And you suck the excess liquidity out with higher interest rates and by the, the, the Fed selling its its holdings instead of instead of buying holdings. And uh, you increase productivity by letting the economy grow. Well, the way you the way you get oil prices down to, to match all of this money is to increase oil production. Increase oil production. The Middle East is tapped out. The president of France had to tell Joe Biden, listen, dummy, uh, the Saudis tell me they're tapped out. So are the Qataris and everybody else. So stop stop going to them begging. They don't like you anyway because you were so mean to the Saudis during the election. Uh, so you can you can drill at home. Or you can build pipelines to bring in more stuff from Canada. Biden doesn't want us drilling at home, and he's canceling pipelines from Canada. So if you want to blame anybody, it's not the mom and pop who are making a a 2% margin selling you a little bit of gasoline and some beef jerky. It's Joe Biden, the guy in the White House who is crushing domestic energy production. Bill Whittle, there was a a great deal of um, chatter this morning on CNN, the day we record this anyway, about a piece uh, that was written by one of the CNN correspondents uh, that some Democrats are openly complaining that the Biden White House seems rudderless and aimless and doesn't seem to be able to get a consistent message out. And it seems like even when they do get a message out, uh, it comes under great criticism, even from uh, people who aren't necessarily stalwart Republicans like Jeff Bezos. Uh, However, not everybody was critical of President Biden's tweet. And I want to read you uh, this quote to to say that there are, uh, in fact, This would probably represent a a large chunk of people uh, who believe this way. Um, Now U.S. president finally realized that capitalism is all about exploitation. He didn't believe this before. And this is from a uh, what's described as a Chinese state media flack praising (laughs) Mr. Biden's uh, tweet. Now, the Wall Street Journal is skeptical and says uh, when they say maybe he, he didn't realize this before, uh, the Wall Street Journal thinks he, he did realize, but nobody wanted to believe it. Um, 
Bill, there is a sense in which Democrats want the president to do something rather than just stand there. And I, I get the feeling that the Biden White House thinks that doing something is slapping at uh, people who are trying to make a living um, by selling other people things that, that they really need. Well, the essence of what Bezos tweeted back there is, are they stupid or are they evil? And the answer, of course, is yes. Um, Steve got it exactly right. When you've got a political problem on your hands, you're a Democrat and, and, you're, and your fundamental political philosophy is, is not only at odds with reality, it is diametrically opposed to reality. When this is my entire argument about, you know, if you want to cure people of socialism, you got to give it to them. You got to show people that it just doesn't work. And that's why we're against it. If I, I've said it on the road, it was one of the, I thought it was one of the most clever things I ever said because it, it's, it, it, it's, it's exactly right. If healthcare were free, I'd be in favor of free healthcare. Who wouldn't be? What, what kind of a monster would you be to say no free healthcare for you, but it's not free, right? So, so their entire philosophy is predicated on political assertions that their base believes. And one of them is that we can get rid of oil and, and, and we can all have a solar powered, wind powered future. The, 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 this is openly stated by people going back to the Obama administration that in order to get our Green New Deal, we have to basically raise gas prices to the point where they do what the president uh, is, is uh, is saying, you know, if you don't like the gas prices, just go out and buy a, an electric car. They're only 65 grand. Um, so, so, so first of all, there's that. Secondly, for, for Biden to claim that, you know, that there's a war going on. Yes, there's a war going on somewhere else on the planet. It's not our war. Uh, and we uh, managed to keep oil prices low when we were having our war in the middle of the Middle East. Uh, and so it's another attempt to basically kind of just kind of nudge the narrative towards the Putin inflation story, right? Mm -hmm. It's not my fault. It's Putin. But if you look at a graph, obviously, here's where Biden's, uh, here's where Biden's inaugurated. Here's inflation. And here's the, here's the invasion of Ukraine. So they're trying to spin these narratives. And, and what they're trying to do, Scott, is they're trying to come up with something, anything, to cover the fact that this crisis of inflation is created by their own policies. And, and finally now, we're at the point where their policies are no longer stuff that they can just continue to lie about and use the megaphone of, of the pop culture and the media and so on to, to, to gaslight you into thinking that they're right. If you want lower gas prices, Steve has got it exactly right. But when the Biden administration closes down existing um, uh, oil wells, refuses permits for new ones, cuts off supply of, of inexpensive, plentiful gas from Canada. And let's not forget that it was only just a few years ago under that previous president who, who Biden never takes, uh, op never misses an opportunity to knock. The United States was, a, was an energy exporter. I grew up in the middle. I mean, I was a teenager in the Arab oil embargo. And when I found out that the United States was a net exporter of energy, that we sold more energy than we bought, I thought this is the most remarkable achievement in my lifetime. And it was. And it was. And we had this booming ecology, uh, economy. And then along comes the unknown virus of unspecified origin. The next thing you know, uh, here we are. But they're doing anything they can, Scott, to take away from the fact that it's their policies that are raising, artificially raising the price of gas and oil. They know that big gas and big oil is their, um, 
is their go-to boogeyman. Capitalism is just a, a frosting on the cake as far as that goes, exploiting people, you know. But one thing I didn't know prior to our backstage show, which is available for members only, I did not realize that that so many gas stations were essentially like a McDonald's franchise. You get to put the Shell sign up there, but it's not Shell's not running that station. It's a it's a guy, and and so it, it is these mom and pop organizations that are getting uh, walloped. And I'll just close with this: this idea that we're artificially inflating prices, the gas station owners. You know, it's time to lower those prices. These people, as you said, and I'm sure you'll say in the close, are working on a very thin margin, so they have to charge what it costs them. Somebody's going to put a bunch of, of gasoline in their tanks, and they're going to hand them a bill for the gasoline, and then presumably this guy is going to sell that gasoline for a little bit more than he paid for it and stay in business for, for another week, right? But here's the point I'm trying to make. I don't, I'm not aware of any other business in the country that is so flagrantly in, in life and death competition out in public as as gas stations. In other words, yeah. on, on on any reasonable size city, you'll have two stations on the same intersection. Sometimes you'll have three. 6.29 a gallon, 6.28 a gallon. Son of a bitch. All right, I'll go to 6.26 a gallon. This guy goes to 6.25. And they will go down to the point where if they go any lower, they will simply be out of business. So so this idea that we're going to just crank it up to whatever, you know, those idiots will buy anything. Joe Biden doesn't understand this because it doesn't suit him politically, number one. Number two, he's not smart enough to understand it. He never was. Number three, he has a, a difficult time understanding anything. But most importantly, Scott, most importantly, he's never run a business, ever. He's never, ever, ever had to deal with the fact that I have to pay for things and then sell them and mark them up. He's been in the business of writing checks where money magically appears. It's not his money. He doesn't have to bring it in. He doesn't have to pay it back. We're surprised by this. I'm not surprised. Yeah. I, the first thing that struck me when I read this story was why President Biden would be upset about high gas prices in the first place. I mean, after all, um, what could be more effective at getting people off of so-called fossil fuels than letting the price escalate to the point where people were using less of it, where people were being much more careful about how they burn that. Because, of course, it's those fossil fuels that the president demands be sold at cheaper prices uh, that are causing the terrible crisis that, you know, we're all going to be flooded where we live because, because gasoline is so cheap. So you would think that he would want higher prices for gasoline. In fact, it would be more economical than a federal subsidy for other forms of so-called clean energy, none of which really exist. Uh, and so it, it just seemed at, he's a man at war with himself. And it's not, again, just Joe Biden. It's an entire movement of people and uh, Congress people who think this way. Uh, and bureaucrats. And then the other thing, one of the suggested remedies, and this may still come to pass, I, I'm not sure if it's already taken place, is they were talking about basically giving a federal gas tax holiday so that gasoline would be cheaper for people. So they wouldn't charge, I think it's around 18 to 20 cents a gallon right now that the federal government adds to the price of every gallon of gasoline in form of federal gas taxes. But what happens when the federal government gives you a federal gas tax holiday? Does the government say, okay, well, for the next three months, we just won't have that money. So there's some things we're just not going to do that cost money. No. In fact, they will not stop spending that money. They will keep spending. The way they'll spend it is they'll borrow it. The way they'll borrow it is they'll print it. When you print money, then you get inflation. <laughs> and so it, it's just, again, a 
either, as Bezos says, a fundamental misunderstanding of market dynamics or just outright misdirection, meaning I know what the cause of this is, but I can't say that in public because then the actions that I should take would be obvious. So I'm going to misdirect people and say, look, it's big oil that's causing the problem. You know, big oil that owns 5% of the gas stations out there. Um, the real money in gasoline is not the price at the pump. It's not, it's, you know, there was a local gas station here near us who advertised over the weekend that they were selling gas for, I forget the exact price, but let's say $2.63 a gallon. How can they do that? They can lose money on every gallon and hope to make it up when people come into the convenience store and buy other stuff, which people most certainly will. And so they, but they can only do it for a weekend because in the long run, that's a terrible strategy. Um, so we're just hoping that some of the president's people get a chance to, to watch this show, uh, maybe uh, make a phone call to somebody who actually, like, let's call a little mom and pop gas station and say, hey, can you tell us how you actually make money in this place? I mean, how are you doing so far? Why is it that 30% of your brothers and sisters who used to own gas stations no longer do? Uh, why did they get out of that business? And, and maybe gain a fundamental understanding of how this system works. Um, you can't get uh, too frustrated with ignorance in the public sphere unless you're doing a good job of educating yourself and educating your children and not browbeating your neighbors who have the wrong political views on things, but just lending a little insight to things like that. I remember, and I'll finish with this, uh, a number of years ago, I started an organization that bought an historic movie theater. And one of the things we were thinking about doing with the movie theater was showing first-run pictures from time to time, first-run movies, uh, but mostly kind of classic movies on the big screen. And I talked to somebody who ran a movie theater, and he told me how the economic model works. And he said, basically... If the, if the movie opens and closes in two weeks, you don't make anything. If the movie runs for six weeks, you may make a little money on the movie. So the only real way to make money on the movie is to sell popcorn and soda to the people who come in to watch the movie. And that's why it costs so much to get the popcorn, the candy, and the soda at the movie theater because... That's the actual profit center in the movie theater. If they just showed movies, they'd go out of business in a month. And the same thing with gas stations. If they just sold gasoline, a lot of those gas stations, you can see them across America if you travel. They're just these little like, you know, awnings with pumps and you'll see the price on the sign. You'll get excited because it'll say like $1.79 a gallon. <laughs> and that's how long they've been out of business. For Bill Whittle and Stephen Green, I'm Scott Ott. Thanks to the members at BillWhittle.com for making Right Angle possible. 